Yo, 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 welcome back. I'm Shiko. I'm Nyam. And I'm Gadani. And this is... Okay. Guys, we have a guest. Yes, Girls, Nyam, who is it? We're so excited today to host Baraka Maura on the episode. Who is Baraka Maura? Chipo, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, Baraka Maura, please introduce yourself to the Watus. Can you play that part for allow me to introduce myself? My, My name is Ho. Oh, I got you. Got to drop it. Wow. Yeah, if we get clearance, you have to do, just play do. 15 seconds. <laughs> it's okay. There are the 15 seconds. That's all you get. Yeah. Public service announcement. Well, my name is Baraka Mora. I am also known as Chipo to these three lovely ladies. I am younger brother to two of them. Older brother to one of them. Um, also, hopefully, if ever it, um, cousin on their dad side, um, as I claim rank of all the like 30 cousins on that okay. side. Don't get us um, in trouble. Yeah. Big fan of OK Kiasi. I'm Huge ready to say maybe you are right on the favorite. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, fine. You only have two other people you're fighting. Okay <laughs> you only have two competitions. Yeah. Man, I know. One of them is my mom's favorite. The other one is my dad's favorite. Then there's me. Who is somebody's favorite, I hope. Ours um, then. In yeah, man, case, so happy to be here. Oh, it's settled. Love it. Love it, man. Yeah. So I know we're gonna talk about something. I've been introducing myself a bit better a bit later. So yeah. But so excited to be here. So excited for season three. I'm here. We're glad Yay. to have you. Hey, Nyambura, how was your week this week? Um, my week was good, actually. I had some nice training opportunities. Uh, I got some, you know, the thing that's so good about, so I've realized when I say training, um, sometimes people think I'm the one being trained. Today, I, I mean, this week someone was like, oh, well done on going back to school. And I was like, going back to school. So it turned out they had seen a post I had done about CIM and they thought that I was learning and I was like, girl, no, I'm the teacher. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's on per. Okay. <laughs> um, Put some respect on yeah. my name. Right. Um, so now I'm going to start saying things like I was facilitating a training and just shift my language oh, around it so, that, <laughs> so that people don't think that I was training in the gym, maybe, you know, just like, mm -hmm. um, but I had uh, some nice leadership opportunities, uh, leadership facilitation opportunities this week. Um, and it was a good bunch of people, a nice organization. So that was fun. Uh, there was a holiday this week as well. Um, to be honest, Madarax. I don't feel like I, Madarax, yeah. I don't feel like I was rested this week, given that there was a holiday. Um, but yeah, and then I closed out the weekend having, um, uh, my twins, my god babies their fifth birthday which was really fun and uh and then i had brunch with a good friend today so yeah it's been a good week i've i've had a good week yeah nice kazani uh, my week has been how has my week been 
I've forgotten how many weeks has been. Um, it's been I had forgotten my director day was two days ago. That's how many weeks has been. Um, I'm busy. We're trying to put together a magazine for podcasters on the continent. No, it's a magazine that is focusing on podcasting this month. So that has been where my headspace has been. Trying to get all of the people around to like participate and so I could have like representation across the board. So that's where my brain is currently. Um, I think was this the week I also hung out with podcasters from Egypt. That's a lie. That was last week. Anyway, that's how my week has been. I don't remember my week. In summary, therefore, I think mine was about the same. Honestly, I don't really remember what happened this week, but yeah, it was a week. It was a week. Baraka, how was yours? My week was fantastic. Started with my birthday on Monday, so yes. birthday week. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pew, 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 pew. Um, yeah, it was. I guess so great, but working week. So I worked on Monday, worked through the week. There was a public holiday on Thursday, Madaraka Day. Um, I went for a gig, Taste of Ke, which they played uh, Kenyan old school music. Nice. So back in the day, there was like two big gangs, Caliph and uh, Ogopa. Ooh, um, big. So there was Caliph music versus Ogopa music. And if you know me, you know like Kenyan old school music is like my favorite music in the world. So I had the time of my life on a Thursday night. Um, yeah, then just lots of, lots of work. I slept in Saturday, slept in Sunday. Um, yeah, man. So great birthday, great music, great sleep. Are you Tim Kali or Ogopa? Uh, you know, in my mind, when I close my eyes, I think I'm nameless. So I'm Tim Ogopa. Okay, fun fact. The only reason why, why I wear like sunglasses in the house, it's called nameless wear sunglasses in the house. Oh. Wow. To be honest, you know, I don't 100%. even know that I could handle seeing him without sunglasses and like a durag or a hat. Exactly. I saw him once like, without sunglasses. I couldn't even recognize. I'm, I'm telling you, you can feel like a guy is naked. It's like, yeah. without a durag or a hat, I'd be like, what is happening? My childhood. <laughs> it would be like finding yeah. out Santa Claus is not real. I know. <laughs> Too wild. That's awesome. Nice. Favorite song though. Okay. Favorite song. Uh, let me put you on the spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nameless. Mm. Uh Deadly. Deadly is top. Deadly is, is next. Um, I like I like Coming Home. It has this patriotic uh, feel to it. Mm-hmm. Of course, the ultimate love song is Zinzia. Um hey, you are really throwback. Go on and on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a song called Holiday. I don't know if you guys know Holiday. Me, Holiday. Of course. Holiday. Everything. But when life has hit you hard, everybody knows, man, you need to listen to Furahi Day by Nameless and Nonini. Wow. And so that I'm just feeling kind of easy. Isn't that the... the <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we are all Team Ogopa at this rate. We really are. Nabisa. Honestly. Nyam, you got the wheel for us? I do yeah. got the wheel. Are you ready for the spin? Kalani, just sing for us, please. Baraka, you can even join us. Can you imagine that the people of you trying to stop me from this singing this song? I just want you to know. 
you were wrong. It's, it's okay. There's no way. Sour. My dream is right. for Elaine to figure it, like to see this. Honestly, that's like my life goal. Ooh. Maybe I'll start tagging her on Instagram, being like, guys, we sing, we sing your song every week. In the yeah. comments, tag Elaine, guys, in the comments. <laughs> it's not too far from It's possible. <laughs> All right, guys. So we landed on Bookworm. So, what are you guys reading? Let me tell you. Have you been reading? reading has been a struggle for me. I'll be very honest. Yeah. Um, the only okay. reason I've been reading is because I joined a book club, and that at least puts me on the pace of at least one month, one book a month. So last month we read The Silent Patient, um, which was a pretty good book. It wasn't like my favorite, but it was a good book. Um. The end just, it didn't give me what it needed. You know, like the story itself was so good. You haven't finished it? No. Galan, you've been reading that book since I was in Nairobi. What's wrong? Excuse me. Finish your story about book club, but don't see us from here. (laughs) Anyway, this month we're reading Daisy Jones and the Six. Um, I have read that book already. Like two times, yeah. Sometimes, and then my book house. club, my book club chose it, so I'm going to reread it. Um, they came out on with a series on Daisy Jones and the Sinks, hey, and the Sinks, the Six <laughs> on um Amazon Video. So okay. if you're not interested in reading or watching the show, check it out. If you're not interested okay. in reading, watch the show, check it out. That's what I meant. Okay. I was okay, like, gotcha. should we not read it? Watch it. <laughs> Gotcha. Gazani, what are you reading? Oh, Surprise! Reading? The Silent Witness. Listen. Patient. Patient, the silent Listen to what happened, okay? I joined a book club three months ago. This was the first book we were reading. They're reading Viola Davis this week. Book club is on Thursday. I haven't even watched the book yet. Guys, I thought that You're not book even club that book great. I'll go because you know what? It's going to be vibes. I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe audiobook. Can I listen to the audiobook in like three days? That might be what I do. I hate audiobooks, but this might be the time I conform. So at the moment, I'm still trying to finish The Silent Patient. There's another book that we started in between. It was short stories. I read the first one. I said no thanks. And so now I'm going to start Viola tomorrow. She said with confidence. Anyway. Silent Patient is my nice. answer. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> Let's listen to Baraka first. I'll go last. Baraka, are you reading anything? Well, I've been quite busy with work, so just been reading a lot of emails and reports. <laughs> uh, but with every time in general, there's a book I've been reading sparingly, which is Spare, uh, by Prince Hai, the Duke of Sussex. Um, if you know me, I'm a huge monarchist. Um, love the Queen. Um, I love Princess Diana. Um, I think I'm more Tim High than I am Tim William. For sure. So, but for me, it's just nice to hear his point of view and where he's coming from. So, I love his writing. I love how he calls his dad Pa, um, and how he says his dad is calling my darling boy. And so, I've been finding myself. I say that, and then everyone looks at me like, what's wrong with you? I don't want to say that in this country, so... Which one? <laughs> yeah, so Are you calling yeah, people my darling like... boy, or just calling men <laughs> No, no, they... <laughs> No, my darling boy. I tried calling my nephew, our nephew, Maura, the other day, my darling boy, 
Then look at me, I was like, what's going on? Uh, so, it didn't, it didn't work. Yeah. So, I'm reading spare, sparingly. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Um, so, I'm reading and I have been reading. So, I also try with a group of friends to read a book a month. Um, I did so well in Jan and Feb, like I was on a roll, but I'm still reading March's book, um, honestly. <laughs> uh, and it's The First Woman by Jennifer Nansubuga. Makumbi, it's it's so and it's it should be an easy read because it's she's a Ugandan author, so there are some things around like that Ugandan environment that she's writing that I kind of understand, you know, just like the flow. Um, but I guess maybe it's also a bigger book than the other two books I read, like for Jan and Feb. So to be honest, I haven't been very diligent, especially not in the last two weeks. For sure, I have not turned a single page in the last two weeks. Um, I guess I've been like Baraka reading the materials to prepare for work. I've been reading a lot about digital marketing techniques, you know, like ask me anything you need to know about digital strategy. I'm all there. But um, yeah, I I hope to finish this book and the April book by the end of this month. That's the April book in June. Damn. Wow. Don't be. You are one to judge me, Gazoni. And she's Look, reading the silent guys, witness. They won't even ask guys. her which book that is. <laughs> At least reading mine. the right book. Listen, listen, guys. <laughs> At least mine is not April's book. You know, actually, it might be. It just doesn't exist. I'm writing it, guys. Wherever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. You write. We'll read it for, for, for our audience. Um. So... This episode, we're actually going to be discussing career. This is one of the questions that came up when we asked you guys, what are some other topics you'd like us to cover as well? So we had flagged it as one of the things we wanted to discuss. And we thought Baraka would be an awesome guest on this. Um, The background of this conversation is basically how sometimes the thing that you study might not be the thing you end up doing um, because that's just the way life happens but we thought it might be a good idea to explore all our different paths and and see how that has influenced where we've ended up currently um yeah so first and foremost i think to lay the groundwork um i'll ask you guys a question so what did you study like in in uni uh what did you what was your course and what influenced that decision we should talk yeah. about also like if you want to know pre uni stuff we have an episode on that already so if you want to that <laughs> yes plug seamless plug i don't remember yeah. what it's called gadani it's called it will be in the show notes <laughs> it's called education exposure and experience it is season 2 um Here so you end. can check that out Yes, admin. Woo! Yes, I know. Nyam is the president now. Nyam is our yeah. admin. Nyam is our HR. Nyam is our everything. Yeah. Wait, before we yeah. get into that, can we explain how we are dressed? All right. So we decided that we're going to dress up like uh, a job or a career. Um, I'm wearing one of my pinstripe blazers. Um, I was trying to give like a big four audit firm vibe. So like PWC Deloitte type of babe, you know, with like the slick back hair, 
Um, of course, I know I'm showing too skin, too much skin for those. I I needed to have like a button up shirt for for big four vibes, but I also made myself a collar because I'm like I can switch it up. Uh, if you've been on our Instagram, you'll see <laughs> big four by day, faster by night. Um, shout out to <laughs> our previous content based on previous episodes we had seen that my personality type would be best suited for spiritual leader um and ever since then i've really been having a good time <laughs> being like let me shepherd you my flock maybe i should start people i, I started my darling sheep <laughs> <laughs> what is it baraka my darling what my darling boy, boy. my darling boy, <laughs> boy. That's Nyam's yeah, line so now. That's my, yeah. So I can be like auditor by day, pastor by night. You know, that's the vibe. Well, yeah. Somebody say Matthew. Ooh. <laughs> 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 yes, Gavani. Yes. Gavani knows yes. her disciples. Hey. Yes. Matthew was a disciple. <laughs> Wait, she oh my God. Let him down the team. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, yes, me I'm dressed. Me I'm dressed for my um first job, my second job, my current job, all the jobs. Um, I am dressed as a chef. I have my blue chef jacket today, and I have a bandana covering my luscious locks. I have no earrings on today because I don't wear jewelry in the kitchen. No jewels. No rings and no nails. Thank you. Yes. Well, yes, Baraka. Well, I didn't get the memo, so I just came as I am, like what the Lord instructs us to do. Just come. Um, Look at good. I'm dressed in a hoodie and a puffy jacket. You get my guy. So looking, you get my guy. So I could be selling land in (laughs) Vashon, or I could be a tech bro, or could be a guy who is feeling chilly on a Sunday evening. trying to warm the fire uh, but i have a set of headphones next to me like a large night set so maybe for my alter ego as a dj <laughs> that's wow. what i came dressed up. love, I love it. it i love it well, dj and tweet and now gadoni tell us <laughs> guys i'm wearing a silk robe because i am you know guys i'm tired of working and i feel like i am meant to be a kept woman i'm a princess so i'm dressed to be a princess the only thing I didn't have in my house is a flute so that I can put some champagne because I just am giving my husband travels and I have to talk to the pool boy. That's what I'm giving, okay? That's that's the vibe we're going for. We're going for um, so sad. The driver has taken the children and like the housekeeper is like busy and I have no one to talk to, okay? That's my vibe. That's my vibe. It's my vibe is... <laughs> I drink, I drink champagne with my avocado right? just because I'm so sad in the money. That's what I'm here for, okay? Thanks. I'm in my room. Actually, why is that my dream also? <laughs> it's the dream because who we're laughing. Like, girl, this is the only, this is what we are meant to be. When I grow up, this is my dream. I don't want to dress up unless I'm going to like the, you know, country club because, you know, we have a fundraiser. But like, that's next on Friday. I still have to make some cards and everything, but right now. What's your form of workout? Oh my god, what's that babe of ours? Yes! 
Tracy Anderson. Yes, Anderson. I'm fully Tracy Anderson, okay? Only with the little dumbbells, okay? If it's over like half a kg, yuck. My wrist too great. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we're Pilates babes we're Tracy Anderson if you guys don't yes. know me and my sisters sent each other Tracy Anderson <laughs> videos all the time like I don't know what she it is, is about it. that woman like she she's just vibes. so she gives vibes she gives vibes yes that's yeah. who I am that's what I finished and so I got dressed after this is me now I'm ready love that for you love Thank it you. For, for, for all of us so actually um, what did you study and what influenced your decision? I wonder, what would you study as a as a kept woman? What you've already you studied? You study how to be, like, you need to study how to, like, workout is picking money from a wallet, take it out. <laughs> the other workout is putting a card into the ATM machine and taking it out. Like, those are the things you need to know. It's like how to memorize numbers, you know, because it's going to be like... <laughs> Which account are we looking at? You know, it's so funny because like I have a lot of (laughs) students who are aspiring to be stay-at-home moms because a lot of their parents, their moms are like stay-at-home moms. And and she was like, I I was like, okay, so you're not going to college? And she's like, no, I'm going to go to college. And I was like, "Um, why are you going to college if you aspire to be a stay-at-home mom? She was like, because I have to find my husband. And I was like, so what are you going to... And she was like, I have to find my husband and I want to go to the parties. I w- and other kids were like, oh my gosh, that's such a waste of money. I was like, live your life. But um, I was like, so so what are you what are you going to study? She said nursing because I wanted to find a doctor husband. I was like, this girl is organized. Damn. She's so organized. She said, I'm going to go to school for nursing, have my degree, but I'm not going to use it because I'll find a doctor who will marry me. Period. But also, you need to understand budgeting. You need to understand, like, how to take care of people because you're the one who has to make sure the pool boy is okay, you know. Make sure the driver is cool. (laughs) She's really thought. You have to learn how to be, like, you have to manage people. Shege. You have to make sure everyone's... Yeah, Shege. How is Shege going to know, like, he's, like, how how will he know what time he needs to pick me? I need to be a good time manager, you know. So I need to be able to also convince people, like, customer service because when we go for the thing at the club, how am I convincing people to give money to my nini, you know, children, orphanage, whatever it is I'm going to have? I mean, like, how do I convince them to give me their money? <laughs> I need to be able to convince them, guys. Yeah, so, sure. yeah. You're right. You're right. Nyamo, did you study? All right. So, I I studied communication at the University of Desa. Well, Desa University. Um... I think I had mentioned this when we had that episode on education. I wanted to do graphic design because I was an art student and my teacher had said that that was my strength. So unfortunately at the time there were no four-year programs for graphics design. So uh, I was told to just find something that's kind of close. So I ended up doing communication and I majored in advertising because there were some aspects of design, graphics, Um, because ideally you're being prepared to not just do copy um, you're also being prepared to draw up storyboards and do ads basically Um, so yeah so that's what I studied and that's why I picked that course because what I really wanted to do I couldn't find in a four-year program yeah how about you guys uh Gavani you can go next (laughs) um I studied 
journalism and media studies. Um, I actually wanted to study um, occupational psychology, but then like Nyam, I couldn't find a four-year thing here. It's a course in one of the universities, but in their clinical psychology thing, and I'm like, I don't be a cl clinical psychologist. I really wanted to do organizational psychology, but I couldn't find it. And so I'm sure I mentioned this in the episode before, my father is the one who applied to school for me. He just asked me to sign the papers and then he told me I'd been accepted to university and so I showed up to class. Anyway, I have a degree now. Congratulations <laughs> to me. And I did well. Guys, so, stop it. <laughs> so wait, this this is important. So did he pick the journalism or did you? Okay, so he didn't pick it for me. What happened is I had options. So organizational psychology was my first option or what I really wanted to do. But journalism was an option just for like what can be done. And so when I didn't get what I wanted and I was now stalling, trying to figure out how to make that work because that's what I really wanted to do. Um, he filled out the papers, brought them, I signed them. And then one day he told me, oh, by the way, you were accepted. I said, cool story, bro. And I went to school. And then I specialized in broadcast media. So TV and radio. The only story is so touching, eh? <laughs> Why? <laughs> so touching, yeah, you know so why. touching. This is why I want to be someone's wife, kept. Anyway. <laughs> she had she had the vision from the start. The degree was yeah. given to her. I swear. It was forced upon her. Yeah, guys. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, it's okay. Um, I went to school for culinary arts i got an associate of science in culinary arts um and then i got a bachelor's of science in food service management i originally went to school with a vision of starting my own spot starting my own restaurant or but in my first year of um, college i quickly realized that um the end result is not worth the means um so I really don't the want to The end does not justify path. the means. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. I would have to commit my entire life to that place in order for it to um, run. And there's a lot of work. Um, I know how to make a food service establishment profitable, but the amount of work like required um, is not something that I'm willing to put in. So that dream quickly dwindled. <laughs> Um, I still loved the program. I still love my degree. Um, it's taught me a lot. And it's because it's management, it's like applicable in a lot of other industries too. But the restaurant thing died. Mm -hmm. Got you. Master Baraka, what up? Tell us. Well, I guess mine has some twists and turns in that once I finished high school, I didn't want to go to uni. I don't know if you guys know that. I didn't want to go to uni at all. Um, yeah, in high school, I thought I wanted to become a doctor. In fact, I told everybody I wanted to become a doctor, which was true. Um, but then I found out that in first year, you have to go to like a mortuary, a morgue, give like a cadaver for a full year. And that just didn't sit well with me. So sort of like, I'm just going to do well in school and then figure life out once I'm done in high school. So I fell in love with rugby. The plan was for me to be a rugby player. Um, that was my plan, to be a rugby player. Um, I spoke... So I'm really good German, and I was, I'd gone to do an advanced course at uh, the German Institute at Goethe Institute. And so I didn't 
It was just like, I'm going to study German, I'm going to play rugby, I'm going to be awesome. I had no plan whatsoever. I don't know, this is not a motivational talk at all. <laughs> no plan at all. Um, it's just life, right? Um, and so when everyone was joining uni, I feel like my year, everyone was joining uni real quick. I had no plan. Uh, my brother gifts uh, twin, my twin, joined Daystar to do communications. And he had, already, he had been clear for the last maybe three years that he wanted to do that at Daystar. I had no plan. Um, and so different options were thrown my way by the folks. If I had my way, I'd have gone to school to study education and become a teacher. I think I had really, really good teachers in high school. Yeah. If I had my way, I'd be a German teacher or a history I've teacher. I've never had anyone ever say um, that. I had really good teachers in I high school. I know. In high school. Oh, I had really good teachers in high school. They always say like maybe one or two, but like, hey, that's good. No, I mean, predominantly, the odd ones, but predominantly I really enjoyed my my sessions in class in school, in high school. Um, but my mom was a teacher and she would not hear any of it. And she told me, no, you'll suffer in this country and whatnot. And I mean, rightfully so. And so slowly started pointing out different things I could explore and do. I wanted to do political science. Uh, my dad was against it. He said, anyone with an opinion in this country is a political scientist. So, I mean, like, you don't need to go for four years for that. And then one day, mom casually dropped, uh, what about law? Like, hmm. And I thought, about, what about law, by the way? Um, some people I looked up to in society at the time were great lawyers. So one of them is Professor Githu Migai, who was attorney general at the time. Um, of course, Barack Obama and Michelle were lawyers. Um, and notably, one of our uncles, a guy called Kemby, Uncle Kemby, he was a politician at the time. I think he was an MP or something. Um, but he had gone to my high school. Um, and he had also gone to do law. And my mom kept on saying, you can be like Uncle Kemby. I didn't know this guy very well. But I don't think I'd met him before. But I was like, hmm, why not? My best friend at the time had also been, was also looking to do law. So I said, okay, let's do law. Let's do it. And so I went to, I was admitted at two places. I was admitted at Catholic University to do law, as well as the University of Nairobi. My best friend, Alan, was admitted to only Catholic University. So I knew for sure we're going to Catholic University together. We're going to set a law firm. Um, if you follow me on Facebook, I work at more and A. Keegan advocates we had a plan we want to open a farm <laughs> so together. cute and so i came and i was radiant and happy and then my father asked me who do you know as a prominent prominent lawyer from catholic university of course i could name no one but to selling you so he told me all the great lawyers in this country the james orengos the plo lumumbas professor Miguel and everyone are all uh alumni of university of nairobi so hence i went to the university of nairobi um and they won Day one in the lecture theater. Day one in the lecture theater, I knew this was not it. This was <laughs> really? Not it. Oh. No. Whoa. Day one. Wow. That is so wild. So, okay. So maybe to, to set the, the pace, um, what are you guys doing now? Are you doing anything that's related to your degree? Because that, that's interesting. Shiko, I know you said you went into it wanting to start. I think you already kind of started the restaurant, yeah. yeah. But I, I have been in education and I teach culinary arts. So, well, I taught. Woo, <laughs> taught culinary arts, yeah. Um, and so it kind of was like not necessarily in the same industry because I came from working in restaurants and everything. 
into going into um education so i had like a little bit like i'm i was knowledgeable in the subject that i was going to teach however i had no prior experience with education so i had to get my teaching certificate um through the time that i was teaching luckily in the state that i'm in they give you three years to get it um you just have to be working towards it as you work so um the first three years of my um teaching career i was going to school to get my teaching certificate as well yeah mm. that's cool um Gadoni, are you a journalist <laughs> i don't well i i think i've fallen into something that would fall within what my degree was however when i was studying in school I was working at a freight company. So I was doing school and working at the same time. I don't think I had ever planned to use my degree. Again, I feel like my degree was just a thing. The paper needs to be gotten. Because mm. I had tried to get into media in Kenya. It's just such a headache trying to get into media. And at that time, the internet wasn't what it is now necessarily. So it wasn't like I'll start my own YouTube something, something and... It, it, at that point in time that wasn't a thing as it is now like it's not a career news or radio so i really wanted to do radio i've always wanted to do radio i feel like radio there's a fascination i have with radio where it feels like you get to build the image of the person who you're listening to and they become very inti- like they become an integral part of your day because the thing about me and picking my radio presenters is like I really liked Farid Kimani, for example, and I moved with him for radio station. So, like, when he was at Capital, I'd be at Capital. When he went to XFM, I was at XFM. When he moved back, I moved back. You know what I mean? And that's the... I think the thing that I liked about radio is the idea that you can be that important to a person's day without them actually knowing you. It's just your voice, and they don't have to know who you are. So that's what fascinated me about radio. TV gave me anxiety because I'm just like, I don't want you to know who I am. The idea of celebrity stresses me. Um, so that's TV. I didn't want to be a part of that much. But um, when I was studying, because I was doing freight, I didn't think it would ever actually be a thing that matters or that I would use. But now I've come into podcasting. So I understand the aspects of what production and everything are because I learned them. But then... Mm-hmm. I'm not actually doing anything like that right now in my space. Like, because I'm doing community management, I'm doing social media management. That has nothing to do with what it is I studied at all. Mm-hmm. I guess if you're doing it now, you would touch on those things. But when I was studying it, those things didn't yeah, exist. So it's not, mm-hmm. yeah. So in that sense, it's not a thing I studied. But it gives yeah. me knowledge on what it is. I'm in now. I understand podcasting better because I understand like radio production and the back end of it, even though I don't have to use the knowledge now. Makes okay. sense. Got you. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Baraka, how about you? What's, what's law going? <laughs> how is law? Well, the law is lowing. Um, am I a lawyer? I am 100%. I think once a lawyer, always a lawyer. Um, my story went into me jumping into events and entertainment in the media industry. And in now more aspects than one, I'm very much involved in the legal process of that sector. So I do a lot of contract law for different artists, um, different production companies and stuff like that. So I thought I'd never use my degree, to be honest. I'm the one guy who some very renowned people then turn to for legal counsel, who are now in the entertainment industry. 
in the media industry. So somehow it all came back to me. It's all coming back to me. Mm, okay, that's cool. Um, so you are saying we send you our contracts? A hundred percent. In fact, I was in a meeting <laughs> where someone was doing, they've done a song with a famous artist and said, oh, you know, I wrote this verse for this guy. And I was like, great. And then I asked, where's the split sheet? Well, He's like, what's the split sheet? And I'm asking him, who's your lawyer? He said, I don't know, I said, I'm your lawyer. Mm-hmm. You don't sign anything. You don't write anything. You don't sign anything without me telling you to do so. So, hey, I guess I am still. Yeah, brands. Nice. Please know that we have a lawyer. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, we do. Um, so, I studied, um, I studied advertising. So, I think going into it, remember, I was thinking I'll just do graphic design. So, my career path while I was in school or when I started Daystar was thinking how I would be in the creative department of like an agency. That was the path I foresaw. But then in I started working also like Gadoni before I finished school. Um, and I ended up working in PR, communications, but like public relations directed. Uh, and so my initial career was actually more geared towards public relations, despite my major being advertising. It's not that different, but there's like a media component, which is like a bigger thing. Um, and also maybe like events and stuff like that on the PR side. So I honestly, I think in terms of the general practices of communication and advertising, I only started to use much later um, based on my career journey. Of course, I ran a business um, both for another organization and then for myself. Um, And so when I came back and started doing marketing is when I had to go deeper into um, using communication for selling which is still kind of tied to PR, which is what I had been doing for the longer time. But I feel like it's just been morphing. It's general marketing and communications, but it's been morphing based on the different job I have and based on the different work I'm doing. Um, But I wanted to pick up on something Baraka said in terms of from the first day you walked into a lecture room, you knew that that wasn't it. Um, do you reckon that's the time you realized that you wouldn't follow the conventional path for law? Or did it take you longer? No, I think it morphed. It took me much longer. I think I just floated by in first year, to be honest. I didn't, apart from constitutional law, I didn't like the units I did in first year. Um, and then something happened when I was in second year. I discovered a series called Suits, right? Oh, I love and, that. Um, man, a big part of why I finished big part why I finished law school is because of Harvey. I think all through my career on different things, someone who's been passionate in something has been a key influence for me in everything that I've done, you know? I mean, someone who's like really passionate about what they do and they love what they're doing, they influence me. So I was in school for four years. I don't know if this is the part where I say what I've done, like random things. It's like, can I say? Go ahead. Well, so, okay, so... I joined University of Nairobi, study law. Um, Harvey is great. And I'm like, well, I don't like this thing, but I don't know if I want to be a litigator, I want to be like Harvey Specter. I want to be the best. So I have like all these Harvey quotes going on. Um, I, I already know who my Jessica Pearson for this firm is going to be and everything's going to be great. But did you have a donor? <laughs> if you didn't have a donor, it didn't matter. I had a donor. 
In fact, her name is Sharon. I'm forgetting her second name, but her name or English her first name was Sharon. Typical, like uh, Harvey. She was a she was a donor. By the way, for real. Oh, by the way, I only know her first name. <laughs> um, Sharon. Yeah, it's okay. Even Donald, Donna. nobody knew her second name. No, no, yeah, no. just like Sharon. No, Sharon. She was excellent. She's an ex uh, Bush Alliance oh, girl. No, so we're she's. We're doing so well. Hashtag Alliance. Mm, it was so good. Anyway, so when I'm in third year, I go for a party uh, with my brothers. And I met this guy called Gerald. And as we're just doing casual small talk, Ask Gerald, what do you do? He says, I work for a company called Grass Company. And to ask him, what do you guys do? And he says, we sell medical marijuana. And I was like, I beg your pardon, sir? I mean, this is like 2012. Like, there's no such thing in this country. Yeah. So you sell what is yeah, but only the legal kind, but it's medicinal marijuana. So that scares mad. And he told me that, that story. A couple of weeks later, I went to his office with the money, my older brother. Turns out, of course, he's pulling my leg. That company is an insights firm. It's an insights company. And so they'd plant, quote unquote, spies in different places, in universities, in organizations across society, would give them information or feedback on what's happening on the ground. And I thought it was the most phenomenal thing in the world. And so Gerald was there. We have a mutual friend called K1, was there, a guy called Timba. But like so many really cool people, Adele was there, Atish, Marion. It was the best place in the world. I thought these guys have the best work. And I'm like, this is what I want to do with my life. I want to be a grass, I want to work at grass. And so I started doing like small things with them here and there. So that day I did something with them for Safaricom. Um, and it was on the 15th of February. Wow. Wow, Whoa. Yeah. Yep. Life-changing. Yeah, it was a Friday. Yeah, life-changing. They called me for a meeting at Karen Dixon. I went and I shared a table uh, with my brother Gift and two ladies. Rita Okute and Zahida Suleiman. Now, I had no idea who they were at the time. They worked for Safaricom. So we shared a table, Gift and I, and it was four. Two ladies came and shared the table with us. Uh, later found out their names were Zahida Suleiman and Rita Okute. You'll hear Za a lot in the story. And so we had a great conversation about Safaricom, and I remember them asking me, what do you think about Safaricom? And I said, no, Safaricom are a bunch of thieves. They steal our money, our data, our airtime, and all that. And that's a, a big, I was 21 a big, years uh, old. phone company, like the top phone company in Kenya. Yes, it's the biggest cell phone company in, actually in East Africa now. And yeah, so I mean, I didn't know who they were. And later on, I found out that Zahida was head of events and brand. And Arita was director of marketing. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. But because we had had an honest conversation with them, they were very intrigued that... There are people out there who don't like the brand. And I was like, my guy, there are some people who do not like the brand. And so one thing led to the other, and we had a meeting one day in the office, and Bob Collimo was there. Now, Bob Collimo was uh, the former CEO, the late Bob Collimo. And I remember Bob sitting with us for about four hours or so. This is myself, Gift, and a couple of guys from the grass company. And Bob just, yeah, in fact, we call him BC. So BC started with us guys, and he was the best man. And he broke down what Firecom was all about and transforming lives. And homie, 100%, from that day, I knew what I wanted to be. I wanted to become Bob. And I can't become Bob. I wanted to become head of Firecom. I wanted to transform lives. I wanted to get a big brand that I can run that is doing stuff for society and for stuff like that. 
Um, so it was in third year. So my, I don't know if you guys can see my screen. See my screen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, Bob. Yeah, my screen saver is Bob. Like this guy really was the oh, best. Yeah. Was Bob the Tom? Anyway, so I'm in third year. I'm already thinking this law thing is great, but this is what I want to do. There's no passion, and I become Bob. Uh, and then I go one day for like any stories in a story. Someone sends me to, to for they were getting married. They wanted me to meet the DJ and give him like a couple of songs to play for a mix and everything. I go and I meet this DJ. His name is Kroba. He's like a big gospel DJ back in the day. He tells me I'm making a mix. Please sit down and give me like ten minutes. The guy was sweating, Nini, but he had so much passion and asked him, "Are you gonna play this thing on your next show?" I said, "No, I'm just doing it for rehearsal." Again, passion sells me. I said, I'm going to become a DJ. And so I started this DJ Top Cat brand. <laughs> Baraka is my spirit animal. So, yeah, like, what you, you are the same person. He's a DJ, you are a dentist. Let's go. Like for him, like, let's do it. I'm going to become a DJ. And so I started DJing. As mom is like, as long as you're in school and I'm not flanking or anything, she's, she's okay with it. Um... Dad was so supportive, man. Can I just say, like, my dad is, like, the most supportive human in the world. When I finished high school and I didn't want to go to school, I wanted to play rugby. Uh, my dad asked me, what do you need to become a successful rugby player? I'll get you boots, I'll get you the balls, I'll get you kids. You can tell me what you need to become the best rugby player in the world. Go and play rugby and make me proud, you know. Um, when I became a DJ, my dad was like, make me a mix. I'm going on a trip to Mombasa, which is about five, six hours away. Make for me a long mix. You can go and listen. I remember when he reached Mombasa, come and said, my guy, well, not my guy, but said, you're the best DJ I know. Aww. Could be almost the only DJ he knows. Um, but my dad is like, the, he's so supportive. If I tell my dad I want to become a painter, like he always tells me, hey, so many guys are going to become unemployed because they're going to take all their jobs. You know, Aww, he's that kind of guy. Like, yeah, he really does. So sweet. That's everything you do. So, shout out, Mr. Mora, man. Love you, man. Can we borrow him? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, you can hire him. <laughs> yeah, anyway. So, I become a DJ. I leave campus. I do well in campus. But then I make a bold decision not to go to Kenya School of Law. You get your diploma to become sort of like an advocate and go to court. And I joined Grass Company, the Insights Firm. I get seconded to Safaricom. Um, I'm there for three years. I lead the research team for Safaricom or the seconded Safaricom from Grass Company. Um, I have the time of my life. I love it. Every single day is a dream. But I think research, I'd had enough of research. It was not what I really wanted to do with my life. And then I fell in love with events. And more so, I fell in love with a guy called Kevin Musao Mule, mm-hmm. who was leading a company called Mo Sound Events. Sound. And every time I'd go for an event, I see this guy like running around and having a good time and he's the boss. I'm like, this is what I want to do with my life. It's who I want to be now. Passion. And so I went to Zahida's office. Passion. And I tell Zahida to do something more creative with my life. Uh, I want to leave research. Zahida called a guy called Barat. Barat used to run an organization called Standard or Stand Group, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she calls Barat and she really pitches for me. And, and Barat tells me, I don't know who you are, but if Zahida speaks so highly of you, I'd be foolish not to hire you. So choose a, an agency you want to join. Because there's like 10 agencies under him. Choose an agency you want to join. Choose a starting date. Tell me how much you want to get paid. And let's wow. get this Hashtag rolling. Hashtag blessed. 
Wow. And then so Zahida was like, great. So you're good. So choose one and then you can move jobs. And I said, no, no, no. I actually want to work for, work for Kevin Mulay. She's like, what? I just did a pitch. Today, but I want to work for this guy. And um, she called Kevin and told Kevin, there's a guy in the office who wants to work for you. You have space. Kevin said, I have no space. I'm happy to get him on as a volunteer. And yeah, so I left my job to go and become a volunteer at Sound. My first week, I made tea. I made really, really good tea. Uh, my second week, I made tea. I wrote notes and I folded t-shirts. Wow. Um, you went to be paid with export. My third uh, week, I started... Humble beginning. Oh, my God. Can I tell you the most embarrassing thing is that Safari Com used to be the biggest client for MoSound. And so, remember now, I used to do the research at, at um, one of the agencies at Safari Com. It's just called a lot of shots. So, imagine the Safari Com guys coming for a gig, for an event... And I'm the guy who's folding t-shirts. And I'm a bit confused. I'm like, why did you leave your job to come and fold t-shirts? But in those four months or three, four months out at MoSound and out for free, I can honestly tell you I've never been happier in my life. I've never been more broke, but I've never been happier in my life. Every day I'd be there at 7 a.m. And every day I'd leave at about 7, 8. And every day I felt like if I died today, I'd be the happiest human being in the world. Did you and use so, your constitutional law unit to fold t-shirts? I did, and I got in trouble. Ah, not you. I got in trouble because of my law degree, actually. It does not include t-shirts, by the way. When artists would come over and they're studying for like an event or something, I noticed that all artists never read through the contract. They just want to know how much they're being paid and when they're being paid. But they don't look at image rights. They don't look at how long this contract is going to run. They don't read contracts. And I'd be so puzzled. I'm like, why don't you read contracts? And I said, they're too bulky. So, I mean, a couple of pages long. So we reduced the length to about three pages. They still would not read contracts. But also, I realized even when they read, they don't understand what the contract says. So I started breaking down. And maybe that's where the legal thing came into being. I'd break down different things to different artists. I don't tell artists you have the right to push back. I'd get into trouble a bit because of it. Because I work for the organization and not for the artists. But um, do you work for them if they're not paying you? But also tell them. Yeah. That's a good question. That's a good question. Um, but yeah, so I do a lot of work for the artists then. And a lot of the guys who I did work with then are now the guys who come now and have more, maybe more money and more fame and whatever. Anyway, so I did more sound my three years. I did three years at more sound. They eventually absorbed me after like four months. I went for an event in Mombasa, and a lovely lady called Sylvia Mulinge, who was um, the head of consumer business at Safaricom at the time, came for a meeting, came for an event, and then asked Kevin, what does Baraka do for you? And he said, Baraka is learning how to produce events a bit, but it's also like our key KYM, like he does all the work. You know, T-shirt folder for excellence and everything. Maker. And then Sylvia told Kevin, yeah, Sylvia told Kevin, Baraka is one of the finest minds when it comes to research and understanding the youth demographic. I don't understand how you're underutilizing him. And Kevin had never explored that. Also, I'd never said that anywhere that I did research for a while and I'm an authority. And so Kevin approached me a month, I mean, a day after I was supposed to leave work because we had that three-month contract going on. The day after I left, I was serving as a receptionist. Would you believe it? At most Damn. Um, I was looking for anything to stay voice. at the company because I love it. <laughs> How would you pick the calls? 
But yeah, like, good morning. Thank you for calling Motown Event. This is Baraka speaking. Who am I talking to and how may I help you? Hey, wow. Uh, wow. Wow, let's go. <laughs> yeah, so I was looking forward for someone. But I do anything to be at Motown. I loved Motown. I do anything to be there. And so Kevin came looking for me and he told me he had tried ringing me, but I didn't pick my phone. My phone had been broken. My screen had cracked. I'd been told that I needed 5Gs to replace it. My guy between me and poverty was like 3K at that time. Like I had no tombs. Like I had no tombs, I had no plan. I was like, but I was happy. I was going to be unhappy when I have no money, but I was happy. For this moment when I was there, I, had, I, I was happy. And so Kevin came and told me, I've had lots about you. Thank you for serving faithfully. And told me, I want to, two things for you. One, I'm starting a radio station. And I want to be part of my team. I want you to be head of research for that radio station. The radio station is now Energy Radio. And so he shipped us off somewhere to a different office to be part of the planning team before the launch. But also, I don't know if, uh, well, I'll tell this another CTA interview with Richie and everyone, but let you guys know. Kevin also gave me 100K in cash that day. And he told me, thank you. And then he turned and he went away. And I was like, I'd never held 100K in my life. Um, yeah, so I joined Energy Radio. I was the head of research for maybe two years. I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. It was so crazy. It was wild. There are no rules and no restrictions. And Kevin is always that big thinker. When we we're doing the launch, I remember him asking, which artists do you want us to bring? And of course, me being me, I was like, if you get nameless, Saudi Soul and Julia, <laughs> the most epic concerts. Like, but it was just my, my artists, right? Um, I think the big team were like, no, get Davido. Davido was a big deal. Get Davido, Wizkid. And uh, the guy from Tanzania, Diamond. Oh, Diamond. As, as the 31st. It would be great. I'm 31st. Yeah, 31st. 31st. <laughs> yeah. And I remember when we were all sort of like thinking we've cracked it with Davido. And this is before Barnabas was big, eh? With uh, Davido, Whiskey, and um, Diamond, and maybe Saudi Soul. We looked at Kevin's screen and said, people are dreaming too small. And Kevin at the time was having a conversation with Bruno Mars's team. Why don't get Bruno Mars to come and come, to come for this gig? And I think working with Kev was one of the best things ever because nothing was impossible, nothing was beyond reach. Um, yeah, anyway, worked there for another two years, then back, jumped back into events at Mosound General Group for another year and a half. I led an organization called Groove Awards that does an annual gospel award ceremony for about a year and a year and a half, about a year and a half. And then in 2020, in March, in February, I felt like I'd done my time with events. I wanted to do something else. I didn't know what else was, so I served notice to leave. Also, I have sort of like, have like a three-year cycle. So I served notice to leave. And then someone approached me to join their company. Um, she had been told about me by someone who worked at Safaricom before. I'd worked with Safaricom. Her name is Dr. Shiko. She had just started a startup called Kala. It was a tech startup. Um, and so I joined this tech startup as an innovations lead. But first, I was so green. I was so green because I remember them talking about Java. And I was like, oh, man, Java's my joint. Um, they meant JavaScript. Like, the peppermint mocha is it. No, Java and JavaScript are different. Yeah, yeah completely. Clearly, I'm also in the They talk about things like Python. And I'm like, blood of Jesus. 
I don't know about snakes. Um, yeah, so I joined Color. I've been at Color for the last maybe three years and three months or thereabout. I am um, apart from the boss and one more other other person. I'm the longest serving employee at Color. So I'm the furniture for sure. I've uh, been in, in the innovations team for the longest time. I recently joined the sales and partnership team about a month ago or thereabout. So new challenge for me, new team and everything. Um, so I work at Color. I think I forgot to say that also when I was just finishing campus, I joined a media house, Hope FM, Hope FM, yeah, Hope FM, and did a Saturday night show for four years, or four years and some change. Uh, which was exciting, which was thrilling, but also which paid me nothing. Yeah. Because Hope FM is just a volunteer. You literally have, but honestly, like yeah, but all I'm your volunteer, volunteer. opportunities yeah. have gotten you where you want to be or in other doors. Oh, for yeah. sure, man. Oh, for sure. So then later this year, or earlier this year, I did another media house, Pearl Radio, where I do the breakfast show between 6 and 10. And so full-time tech bro, full-time uh, radio presenter, I think morning radio presenter, lawyer, MC. DJ, event host, uh, events producer, and I run a team building company as well. Yeah, your lawyer, full-time older brother to my baby brother. And yeah, so that's me in a nutshell. You're the absolutely the type of people who I love because it feels like, you know, when you're young, you're when people tell you what, what do you want to be when you grow up, it feels so finite. Like it's just you have this one thing you can be when you grow up. And then when I listen to like you or even check all of the things we have done, it feels like it's just like one day you wake up and you're a lawyer. The next day you're being paid back through exposure. And then after that, you know, or you're marketing or learning how to do advertising, end up in PR and now you're a facilitator or you're dreaming of opening a kitchen and then you're a teacher. You know, it's just so, it's, I love the waves that life takes you through. It's so much fun. So um, I think my last question will be, if things were different, knowing what you know now, would you change what you studied? I think you've, you've all kind of explained what you do now versus what you studied or even what your career path has been like. Um if you had to go back, would you still do law, journalism, you know, bachelor science, food management? Personally, I I worry about like choosing a different career because like I think about how my life is right now and what I, I like worry about like if I cho- chose another path, like where I would have ended up, you know, because the school I went to gave me the best friends that I have, you know, like I went to university and made such good friends. And those are still my boys up until today. And I look at so many other people who might not necessarily have made those connections through um, that season in their life. Um, but for sure, for sure, if I was to go to school again, um, oh, first of all, let me tell you about this career of mine, my, my um, food journey, because when I went to school, um, every summer I would come home and work. My first job was at Hemingway's Hotel. Um, I worked, I was an intern there, or rather I worked in the kitchen. 
I was not paid, but I worked. I was a line cook. I did everything that all the other people in that kitchen did. Um, that was a good gig. What's a line cook? Line cook is the people who actually make the food. So the kitchen is divided into different stations. So you could be a line cook working on um, garmage, which is all the salads and stuff. You're the one making the salads and everything. So technically, sous chefs and um, executive chefs don't, um, they don't cook. Their job is management. Yeah, so line cooks <laughs> are the ones who practically um, run the kitchen, in my opinion. Um, or rather do the hard work. I worked where else? Dari, one summer I worked at Dari and Karen. Um, when I was in the States, I would go to school and also work. I worked at a museum. I worked at many restaurants in Miami. Um, it's, I feel like it's different because I feel like all of us worked through school, which is not always the story where we are from. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people, I feel like, start working after university. Whereas us guys, were uh, the way we were raised, we were working through university and um, after. So like Nyam had mentioned, I think in the other episode, I think she started at 18. I started working at 18 too and haven't stopped since. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So um, with all those kitchen experiences and everything, I loved it. If I could do it again, I would probably go... I would do better in high school so that I could have the grades necessary to go to um, dental school. <laughs> wow. Okay, I'm so about that life. Because the dentist life, I think, is for me. Like, dentist offices are open, like, three days a week, like, from eight to four. <laughs> you know? But you're also like, in people's mouths. I don't mind. Like I was in people's day. mouths even in kindergarten. I'm the I'm the kid in the playground who used to be pulling out people's teeth. I'm like, True. it's shaking. Pull it out. Like I don't that this stuff doesn't faze me. Yeah. Yeah. Makes so sense. I would have gone to dental school if I did it all over again. But I am still glad okay. with my career progression. Okay, that's cool. Gadani, how about you? Knowing what you know now. Um, knowing what I know now. I still, I think I'd keep it as is. I don't feel like my degree did anything supernatural apart from take me through time. And I appreciated what it did in that time period. Like it kept me busy for that period of time. I could have gotten into a lot of nonsense earning money as I was earning and not being busy at that time, you know, because I had to leave work and then go to school and I had assignments. So I was too busy to be foolish with young money. Um... So I think it worked for that period of time. But honestly, there's still a part of me that really, 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 really wants that organizational psychology thing because I knew what it is. I know I want to study it. You know what I mean? Like, I know I I see the paper that I would write at the end. So I not, I found out that it's as a master's program. It's available at a university. So sometimes I play around with the idea of doing it as a master's program, but again, not to do anything with it because that's the... I feel like sometimes you learn to because you want you love the thing. I think that's why I'd study it. It's not because I want to do anything with it. It's just I just there's something about that knowledge that my brain wants. It's a it's check it's a checking it's checking a box, not necessarily for money, but per, personal goals. Yeah, exactly. So it would not be I'm trying to get a master's program. I want to be a oh, horse, oh, snooty. I have a master's. It's just that master's program I've really wanted. Like I want to know what they teach 
it gives there's something about it so i might end up getting it as a master's program i don't think it will affect my career because a lot of people are like don't do it if it's not for like growth or whatever it is is career wise and i'm like not everything is about work also so i don't know that that change anything necessarily with yeah what i did baraka how about you knowing what you know would you do media studies you know 100% not 100% not i think the one thing i know and i do looking back is be, be very present where i'm at you know i think we always live life thinking about the next step or thinking this is not it i think you just need to be present where you are um Steve Jobs said you live life forward you connect dots backwards everything has added up in one way or the other um everything has added up so i think for me i'd be, I'd be more present in law school I'd be more present when I'm doing research. I'd be more present when I'm doing something. Um, I don't like it when I'm at work and the people who I'm with are looking for other jobs. You know, and this is just me speaking. Like, let's build where we are and all that. So I'd actually not change anything. I'd just be more present in every single stage and every single place that I was. And I'd live forward. Hopefully, I'll connect the dots. That's backwards. such a good perspective to have. It is. I saw someone, a video that I think we, someone had shared on um, social media where they're like, you either always focus on the past or the future instead of like the now. There's always something you're figuring out. But I think present might be where that. Yeah, I think these are valid, such a, such a deep point in being present. Um, I think knowing what I know now, I would still choose the same path. Um, but the the reason I think I would do so is in my 16 odd years of working, I've experienced that sometimes it's not so much what you study. Yes, I have been working for, is it even 16? It might be more. <laughs> hey. Yikes. I've just felt a shake. Oh. <laughs> Please stop. Could be more, I wasn't please. ready. Yeah. I've been working for 20 years. You've been working for my... <laughs> what you are is oh, Work with authority. Okay? When you say now who you are, don't say I'm a facilitator. You say I'm an expert in marketing. Thank you. You have Andy. Mm. There. Is it 10,000 yeah. hours? The hours? All jobs Those hours. at this She's level need years. to be director level. Period. Yeah. It, they should ch- you should wow. charge by the half hour, not hour. It'd be like by the minute. Yeah. I pick up the phone call money immediately. <laughs> true, true. Um, but anyway, what what I realized is, um, in as much as an area of study might be relevant for your life i think what you learn more out of it is like the discipline of things because i think life is so fluid um even when i think about people i've worked with or even the skills i've picked up i mean i've because of managing like a coffee shop and a bookshop i learned about the publishing world um i learned about you know, things like practical skills, like being a barista, you know, having to make cappuccinos and stuff like that, um, which are not things that you can really say you plan out ahead of time to do. Um, you're the one who taught me. And, 
Yeah, and I, <laughs> whoa, yeah, I do teach you some things, man. Yeah. Um, so I, I think sometimes based on where life puts you or where you end up, there's there's a big part where you will learn on the job regardless. Um, and I also feel like uh, you can always go back to school. So like I went back and did my CIM to just kind of learn more specific strategic tools that I could use. Um, you know, so you can have a skill, but you'll still hone it as, as life progresses in one way or another. So in that sense, I would not change the degree, but because I feel like there are so many things I've had to add on to be experienced in the way I am that even if I had done a mathematics degree, I would still have had to do those added skills or added, you know, on the job training or that kind of thing. And I also saw something on, 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 um, on Instagram that I found so interesting in terms of, you know, like you were saying before, bringing up children to ask them um, what you want to be when you grow up. Uh, and they were saying you shouldn't focus so much on what they want to be, but maybe what uh, character they want to have. Because in the time we were growing up, you would not say, I want to be a community manager and social media marketing expert, because those things did not exist in your frame of reference or in the world that we existed in in that time. Um, and I was having a conversation with my friend also like a couple of weeks ago and she was talking about how she's thinking about limiting how, you know, she doesn't let her, her kids play um, video games and stuff like that. And I was just saying to her, you know, in our world, video games were like, I think you did just for leisure and like wasting time, but it could be that your son ends up being like the person who's developing the software for gaming of the future. I mean, we're moving into AI, VR, you know, things like that, that may be beyond our realm of imagination at this moment, but the next generation um, even though they cannot say, I want to be a virtual reality specialist, you know, it could be something they grow into. Yeah. So they might still say, I want to be a lawyer or, you know, a, a teacher, because those are the things that we are coaching them to to do, or those are the people they are seeing. But yeah, I'm I'm starting to be of the mind that an education is more for discipline. I mean, the discipline of learning, the discipline of research, the discipline of, and, and then socialization, you know, so spending time with people, group work, um, you know, and of course, there are those technical skills that for sure, I'm sure like an engineer is not like, I didn't just go to school for discipline, you know, there's, there's also that fine tuning that you also have. But more and more, I'm like, yeah, that's why I would not change what I would do. I think you still end up where you end up. Yeah. I think there's also a thing about the discipline of finishing. So you want to get someone who's finished something, right? And I mean, with the, I struggled to finish watching a series. I struggled to finish reading a book. I, there's so many things I struggled to finish, right? But especially for me, whatever degree you've done, whatever course you've done, for many, just that you finished it and saw it through, 
much as you maybe hated it or didn't want it, there's a discipline of finishing that for me is very important with education. Me, I learned that discipline and then I left it because I dropped out of my master's. I was like, <laughs> I, I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it no more. But you're right. Like that perseverance and everything also is discipline in general. There's just something about it. But should we even be asking, should we even be asking kids what they want to be when they grow up? Honestly, no, really, we should. I'm be. like, everything I do now didn't exist when we were growing up. Thinking about podcasting in itself, it's like, what was that? If you told people, like, <laughs> you work in a world where it's not radio, but you can listen to what you want. It doesn't even make sense to explain it, you know? So I don't think so. But personally, also, every time I got. I was going to say, what if you rephrase it to not what you want to be, but what you want to do in the sense of. Uh, it could be what you want to do and doesn't have a name per se, or problem you want to solve, right? So, like for me, I want you guys to have fun at work, um, but provide creative solutions for like media or something. I don't know what that is. I don't know how that looks like. And that's something I want you to do, you know. Um, and maybe you morph into into it one way or the other. What problem they want to solve, whether it's a climate change whether it's um, an AI-related problem or something, or something that, even maybe what excites you. Because also the thing with the people who are a generation above me, they worked, but they hated work. And so the same thing, they were asked the same things they asked me. So in fact, um, if you wanted to become, like I remember randomly, this is very sad, but you have a conversation with Gift himself, the twin. When you asked what you wanted to be when you were younger, and wanted to become a lawyer, a doctor, and all those things. He wanted to become a, a footballer. He was more of the creative. He was always in trouble. It looked like he was not serious. It looked like he had no goals. He had no purpose. It's like he just wanted to become a delinquent for his life, you know? So they're like, those are some glorified careers. But now when I look back, I'm like, man, my heroes are Cristiano Ronaldo, Will Smith. I mean, those are the guys who are my heroes in life. Not a lawyer, not a doctor, you know? So, yeah. I think it's also how we phrase the question because it's almost like we expect kids to make a decision, <laughs> you know, and like structure that around. And the more the question gets asked, I almost feel like it also puts a certain pressure because um, I feel like until you get into high school, really, because at that point is when we're trying to discover what we're doing in um university and depending on what system you did they might make you pick certain classes based on what you want to do in uni um but before standard eight or eighth grade like what are we doing asking kids that whatever like i feel like our focus should be on exposure rather than trying to pick a certain path because the more you're exposed to things the more you discover things that you are interested in you know mm-hmm. yeah and also removing the expectation from what they would, from the expectation of what the response should be also. Because I feel like there was an expectation on, like how Chip was saying, it's like, if you wanted to be an artist, you were unserious. But if you wanted to be a lawyer or a doctor, it was like, take out the expectation as well so that the child can feel a freedom to actually figure it out for themselves without the limitation of your expectation within it. There definitely will be a generational change, especially with the kids that our people are having, um, because 
there's so many things like i feel like for us university was the only way you know that's the only path you take like if you even baraka like when i was listening to you talk and you saying that you didn't necessarily want to go to uni like that's something that i never would have thought about you know what i mean like because for us i feel like yeah. the way we were raised it was like that's the next step you know regardless that's the next step if you're not going to uni it's because you maybe don't have the means to do so you know what mm. i mean not that you have an option and you're choosing yeah. not to so that was really interesting to hear yeah so um just to wrap up the conversation i think what would be fun to do is maybe if you can each list all the careers or you know like positions you've had because i think it would be really interesting to hear the to hear like the the variation and shiko i'm expecting you to hear like dental school associate you know <laughs> yeah because i feel like that's that's the thing that's most exciting and this is why we had baraka on is like the myriad of things he has done um after going to law school i think that's the thing that's so exciting about like careers and professions is that you can be so many things and still thrive so uh do we start with uh gadoni maybe you can start us off um so i was a sales representative i can't remember that it was i was an office manager trainee ah management trainee okay so as a sales person but uh <laughs> at a video library DVD. this is the time hey girl oh, when we had three in ones don't play with me so i was a sales customer service representative something like that at that place then i was a management trainee at a freight company then i was the bookings and planning supervisor at another freight company and then i ran my own damn business what i had for going was a bus- entrepreneur <laughs> and mm-hmm. then in which industry I, uh, crafts i don't know what i was doing anyway then i was a photographer oh my god i forgot and then i was a content creator <laughs> i really did the most then i was a social media manager at one company then joined another another social media manager and i'm a community manager in podcasting oh and also do pr and events i do everything wow. yeah. you see range Rain. <laughs> well, I already told you I was a line cook. I did a couple hotels, restaurants in Nairobi, as I've already mentioned. And when I was in America, I worked on um, South Beach at many, many restaurants as a line cook. I also worked at the museum at, as a... I was an assistant to like the events coordinator for the um city of North Miami. Um I was at the Museum of Contemporary Arts, so they would hold a lot of events and I was pretty much an event planner honestly. I did I should have been paid for that. Well, I was paid for that gig, but it wasn't a lot. Um I also used to work front desk at one of the Res Life buildings at my university, checking people in and checking people out. 
Um, and then I became a junior sous chef at one of the restaurants I was working at. And then after being a junior sous chef, I moved to Atlanta and started catering. So I was an events um, chef, an events chef for like a catering company who would do like really big events in the city. Like we would do things for CNN and for like Coca-Cola. Like I was constantly in those big buildings downtown, Chase Bank. Um, and then I started teaching um, the youth. I was teaching kids, babies, how to do um, cooking. I was doing cooking classes for like an after school program um, for kids age 2 to 13 yes 2 to 13 that's where I gained still while catering by the way um that's where I gained my love for teaching and then I decided that gig is not for me anymore so I went into the big kids the high schoolers where I taught culinary arts there still while catering please I was a babe of two jobs for a very long time and then in 2021, I decided to stop catering and just do the teaching gig by itself. Um, I was also a student at this point. I was a student at a community college taking classes to be a nutritionist because I wanted to be a registered dietitian. And then I decided I didn't like all those science classes, but <laughs> I still need to do science classes because I want to be a dentist. So I was still at the community college taking science classes to be a dentist. <laughs> and then I realized being a dentist is a lot of work. So maybe I'll be a dental hygienist. So I continued with that path of medical classes, not medical classes. It's literally like human science. anatomy, science, mm. chemistry, all those whatever prerequisites. And then I realized I can't commit to trying to be a dentist while still being a full-time teacher and coach. So I stopped taking classes and decided to just do the teaching thing. And then, yeah, now I am willy-nilly. <laughs> but you're also a personal chef at a point. Oh, yes. Indeed. When I was in Miami, I always chef. had a... I had a job. I always had a job at a restaurant, yani my my steady income, and then I would do side gigs for like um, rich people in Miami. I was a personal chef. And you 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 mentioned at the end coach, but you you were also a dance yes. coach. I was the head mm -hmm. dance coach all my years of teaching. So for five years of high school that I did, um, I was the head dance coach. Guy, I'm tired. Right? Oh, yeah, you don't Can we finger snap for the names. range though? Until you start naming them, is when you're like, what was I doing with my life? Jesus. Baraka, it's your time. Are you Baraka, ready? it's your time to shame. Start doing, first do voice nini. Exercises. <laughs> first, let me tell you, and I know this is very off script. You're all so beautiful. I'm speaking at you and I'm like, you guys are so beautiful. This is why you're right? our favorite. I'm just kidding. All of you. Of course you are. <laughs> this is why you're one of our favorites. So let me tell you something I learned. Something I learned from Modoni DQ. Um, many fingers, one fist. Eh? Many fingers, one fist. So the first thing I did is I was a German lecturer. 
let's say a German mm-hmm. at a yeah at a college. Um, then I was a PA to a CEO one time for like two summers or three summers. The CEO being a money. Uh, <laughs> Tell us the industry, yes, research... big brother. Yes, big brother. Communications industry. No, it was in the communication industry. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, communications. So German stuff. I think it's called Unity School. I think it was Unity College. I think. Um, and then uh, PA to Amani Communication Industry. Then I joined the research and marketing world at Grass Company, uh, where I was uh, essentially a researcher and a business development guy. Um, then radio, DJing, uh, MCing, and doing a lot of like hosting stuff. Um, then a bit more creative and a bit creative, so I did a lot of script writing. Um, joined Mosul and became production, like production manager. So learning about production, stage production is really like the key thing uh, for me. Um, did a lot of PR. So learned a lot of PR, did a lot of PR. Of course, there's the law that is somewhere there. Um, then I guess innovation, innovation management for a tech company. Um, then on the side, I have a team building company, which is doing very well. And then I'm a radio host. And for radio, it's all encompassing. So radio presenter, radio producer, and social media manager for radio. Imagine. And full-time big brother to give. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Can you she imagine? That's, this is not what I'm saying. Range. Range. Yeah. Take us through your journey. Random, random question before Nyama answers. Real quick, when you were a kid and you asked what you want to be when you grow up, what would you guys answer? Me, I wanted to be an air hostess. Flyer mm-hmm. attendant, Yanni. <laughs> I also wanted to be a vet. Because yeah. I love animals. So, I think oh. those dreams um, may come true. My flight attendant one, I may not work for the airlines, but I might as well work for the airlines. <laughs> Because I try and travel as much as possible. <laughs> and okay, I'll marry the, the vet thing, I know my husband really wants to open like an animal. His dream, Yanni, is to open like an animal orphanage. Um, so I think like maybe when we're in our 60s, we'll have an animal orphanage. That's cute. Yeah. Okay, she called the vet. Yes, period. Adoni, what did you answer? I always wanted to be a doctor. There's a point I played with vet, being a vet as well. Um, but then I went to high school and met biology. Um, and I was like, frick that. Then I didn't know that I wanted to do anything <laughs> after that. I feel like I realized it's not that serious. I don't know that I wanted like a thing. And then I remember the day there was someone talking and they spoke about organizational psychology and then it stuck in my head because... I don't know what it is about it. So mm-hmm. that stuck in my head. And then I used to like watching TV and seeing these babes looking cute. You know, listen to radio, like I mentioned earlier. So there's something about journalism that fascinated me. Um, so it felt like the easiest way to be an artist without being looked down upon. You know, like where you can be a creative, but you're taken seriously. It felt like yeah. journalism was the way to do that. So that's why I picked it. Um, but it was like I fell into it really. It wasn't a passion or something. Yeah. Yeah. What, what would you say? 
Yeah. I also used to say that I wanted to be an air hostess, but it was based on a book that I had as a child that was titled, I Want to Be an Air Hostess. I really loved the uniforms. Um, I should also mention that both our late mom and our mom worked for the airlines, so it seemed within reach. So for me, it was, it was I didn't feel like it was, a bad thing. I, I think I had mentioned in the previous episode that it's only till later in life that I met people who look down on that um, profession. Profession, yeah. That I, yeah, that I felt like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that people see it that way. But I always found it to be like the most beautiful women, the most helpful women. It's like the merging of like nurturing, uh, fashion. You know, like. That's that's really what I wanted to be travel. Um, so I grew up wanting to be that. Um, but then I also was always told that I communicate well, I have good memory, and um, I'm creative. So I, I I don't know that after I dropped that, I had a specific thing in mind. I just knew what my giftings are. I can communicate well. I teach. Um, and then, yeah, so my teachers are the ones who kind of guided me to the place to want to do graphic design because my art teacher said you're you're gifted in this way you know so that's that's kind of how i've always determined what i'll do based on someone who saw in me a gifting and then after that i was like oh i guess this falls into this category yeah baraka what did you want to be um, I think the right answer, I'd tell, you, I'd tell everybody I wanted to become a doctor because I was in that era of Nani, Ben Carson and his Oh, book. yes. Gifted uh, hands. Oh, for the politics. Wow. Yeah. So, but I think in my heart and in my head, but yeah, when I was growing up, I just wanted to be, I just wanted to be my Nakageni. That's what I wanted to be, Bana. My Nakageni is so interesting. Yes. So are you ready for my rundown? I guess I started out as an office manager doing petty cash for a leading surveying firm. I think almost everyone in our <laughs> worked that job. <laughs> if we're all honest, everyone has worked that job from our family. <laughs> you guys just forgot to add. Yeah. I think our generation, our age, my age and above, everyone held yeah. that, car, that carol. Uh-huh. Correct. Okay. And then uh, I, I don't know if I should include Sunday school teacher before that. That was my first job. Unpaid, but there. We've all done it. Um, we've all done it. Okay. So Can then you want um, a Sunday school teacher? No, I'm not. I know I am going to lead your children astray. Why would I do that? <laughs> <laughs> so then after that, I was a radio presenter at Shine Radio at Daystar. Um, after that, I became a marketing executive at Hope FM. I used to write scripts, do some voiceovers, sell ad space. Imagine back in the day. And then after that, I worked at the UN. Um, I was an intern, but I worked in the Department for Communication and Public Information. So we used to do the layout of like their books they used to produce, um, do book fairs. At the time, we were running campaigns on like Billion Tree campaign was the big thing then. It I was, remember I was coming for an AIDS them. thing. <laughs> yes, I also was. I also did... Um, yeah, those were the days when we were really big on behavior change around HIV and AIDS. So I did do a couple of uh, sessions in that direction. I I used to think I might go in that 
health nini but anyway that was an, a different time um and then i started working in uh, public relations in agency which i did for a bulk of time both in kenya and kampala um then i ran a retail and hospitality business um working in christian publishing and uh i ran a coffee shop in those roles by the way i was a i was a country manager but let me tell you i did so many things uh hr personnel that that role specifically really stretched me um if i'm honest that's how i was a barista i was a waiter i was a chef i was a uh, supervisor all those things in in that Stop category <laughs> yes as country manager yes yeah um because personnel will show you tricks so you ended i ended up planning every job that was pertinent to both of those businesses i was able to do um and then i became an entrepreneur founded my baking business um did that for a couple of years moved back worked in financial services in marketing um i've been a startup coach uh and trainer and then now i'm a professional studies teacher i'm a leadership facilitation coach and what else i've also been an entrepreneur again the, the business again yeah founder <laughs> yes co-founder this time and entrepreneur um yeah and so that is the the full breath and that was also again in hospitality or baking confectionery so the range well because well podcasters as well well also all podcasters yeah actually uh more more to and I, the thing that's so beautiful about this and why i wanted us to end with this exercise is cuz mm-hmm. i'm like let's normalize not following one path all the time it's it's okay to there's there's i think many times like baraka was saying the generation before us had normalized a corporate ladder you know you become marketing executive you become brand manager you become linear career marketing path. manager you become director of marketing yeah so um which to be clear it's not that there's anything wrong with that but i'm like it's important to also normalize the flip side of of that coin yeah and also realizing that sometimes you have to go down to go up like how baraka was like he was the head of research but he was holding t-shirts it's not always like right for you to go where you need yes, to go Gail. it doesn't That's mean a good one, eh? yeah it's not always step up sometimes you step to the side sometimes you step down to take a bigger step up so don't give yourself pressure it's never that serious my people that's really good baraka thank you so much for joining us this has been we awesome really had a good time thank you for having me for sure thank you for having me yeah galani where can they find us you can find us on all social media platforms at okkiasi that's o k a y k i a s i going or if you don't want to be on the socials you can email us at okkiasi@gmail.com let us know what is up in your life baraka where can they find you um in nairobi kenya 
<laughs> is where you can find me. Get mostly. out. Um, <laughs> get me at Baraka Mora on Instagram, Twitter, Chipo Baraka on Facebook. Um, yep, get me doing good things. Good yeah, things. Good things are going. As always, I'm Chico. I'm Yam. And I'm Devani. And I'm Chipo. This has been Okay Kiasi. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.